So, um, you know, arriving here at the Mountain Stream Meditation Center in the Shrine Room, but just, you know, really feeling the body sitting on the chair, sitting on the cushion, and just really bringing the mind and the body together by filling the mind with the sensation of body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. The weight, the warmth, pressure, tingling, this is all different sensations we can pay attention to. And then the mind, you know, who usually is thinking about the future, thinking about the past, by connecting with those sensations, it, the mind comes into the present moment, because the body is always in the present. You know, and if we connect with the present moment, if we come back to the present moment, that's a very simple, you know, technology or technique to connect us with truth. Because what's happening right now, if you're directly in touch with it, that's the truth of the moment. You know, allowing the world to speak for itself rather than interpreting the world. So just being with that experience, the simplicity of that experience. And then weaning the mind off from the addiction to complexity. If you notice the mind wanders off into thinking about hopes and fears, past and future, as soon as you notice it, just you know, drop that train of thought, letting it go and coming back to the simplicity of body sitting and breathing in <coughs> and breathing out. That's really the central instruction in all Buddhist schools in all spiritual teachings, you know, from all different regions of the world. Because that's our access to truth, that's the Dhamma door, the present moment. And you know, there is those, the template of the four foundations of mindfulness, we can access the Dhamma door either, you know, the foundation of the body, that's what we are doing right now, feeling, mind states, or phenomena, just starting with body. 
So all, you know, all conditioned phenomena whatsoever which we can experience in any of the sense organs, you know, eyes, ears, tongue, body or mind, they all fit in one of those four foundations of mindfulness. There's nothing else. That's the whole world fits into this. So the Buddha's teaching is a way to kind of simplify the complexity so we have a way of starting to get an, get into the tangle and start to discern. And then if we are doing that and if you're staying with it and not kind of running away when it, when it gets unpleasant, then it starts to open up all by itself. We don't have to do anything. It's just staying with it. And through the staying with it, it's, you know, inside starts to blossom like a flower. You know, I don't have to pull on the petals. It's just going to do it because it's real. And it's a, it's a lifelong practice. And it's, it's not about gaining anything. It's all about letting go of a lot of confusion, delusion, projection, all of this stuff. And there's, you know, there's two ways going about the meditation to, in order to achieve something or in order to let go of something. It's definitely the better way is number two. We can do the number one way you know, for some time until we get so frustrated that by itself you know, it starts to change. But if we, you know, have a, if we can listen to the teachings, we start to understand it's not about achieving anything. But it's just letting go of all those different views of how we are thinking that the world is and that how we are and how somebody else is. It's just letting go of all of those beliefs through insight. And it's, you know, many questions are answered not in the way that we get an intellectual answer, but the questions just fall away. Because we start to kind of intuit more and more that it's all very different than from what meets the sense organs. What we see, what we hear, what we touch, 
for the taste. If we go into it, it starts to open up. And what we see first most often is the impermanence. Everything is constantly changing. So familiarizing the mind with the simplicity of present moment body experience. And if you feel a little bit tired, take a deep breath, open your eyes, and put some energy into the posture. If you have come from a very busy life, it's just easy to fall asleep, you know, when we come into a quiet space. It reminds us of kind of going to sleep. So keep your eyes open, that helps. We don't have to close our eyes for meditation. So setting the tone for this day of practice together.
So it doesn't really matter, you know, how often you notice, you know, that your mind wanders off into thinking. But what really matters is that as soon as you notice it, you just drop it and come back to the simplicity of body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. Just like the tanka here on the left side, Manchushri with the sword, you know, just kind of cutting it through and coming back and cutting through and coming back a million times, that's fine, you know. It's not about not wandering off into thinking, but it's about as soon as you notice you have wandered off into thinking, to let it go. The capacity of letting go is trained in the meditation. And we don't worry about thinking or not thinking. Because that's, you know, the nose smells, the eyes see, the ears hear, and the mind thinks. The mind is considered a sense organ, one of the six sense organs. And it does thinking. And it's not your fault or my fault, this is just what the mind does. And we want to train ourselves to not be so obsessed by all of those stories. And check, like Manchur Shri to just cut again and again and again. And then that, you know, the habit starts to fizzle out. It's not a quick fix, but it has a result through, you know, just learning an instrument or learning to drive a car. It takes time. You have to put in the hours. You have to train yourself in that skill. Meditation is just the same. It's a skill which can be learned. It takes patience. But this is no way that you can learn any skill of importance, you know, which doesn't take time. Knowing that you are breathing in when you are breathing in and knowing that you are breathing out when you are breathing out. Yeah, and any moment, you know, when the mind is not interfering with thinking and there's a just openness of mind and the direct experience, that's a taste of the goal of the practice. You know? That's a taste of Nibbana. So we can have those tastes many times a day. It's just important to notice it. And whenever the mind is free of storyline, this is a taste of liberation, a temporary liberation. 
like you know when there's a cloud-free sky and then the clouds come in again and then they part again and they come back again any moments when there's no clouds we can see the clear sky we see it in open awareness that's a taste of complete liberation but it's a temporary taste and we have that many moments a day but we tend to overlook it because of the simplicity of that experience and we tend to not fall asleep with it because of the simplicity of it if we would pay attention to it, if we would be motivated enough to pay attention to it, it would start to become more, you know, a habitual refuge for the mind. And that's what we want to train here. Instead of taking refuge in stories, to take refuge in the openness of the clear sky, in the true nature of the mind. It can also be called, you know, to take refuge in the Buddha, in this capacity for pure awareness. And we all have that same capacity just as the Buddha had. And we can, you know, cultivate that seed into a mature tree if we pay attention and nourish it in the right way take care of it attend to it and make much of it then we can rest you know, in the shadow of that tree any moment we remember. That's what I'm taking refuge in the Buddha is not taking refuge in a historical person, but it's taking refuge in our own capacity for awareness, awakening. And because it is so utterly simple, it's not easy to communicate the depths of that. It has to be experienced individually, but otherwise, as it says in the scriptures. just like in learning an instrument for example learning to play the piano it's just like that at one point you know suddenly you can play a song and you can have this feeling of yes you know I can do this 
then we feel motivated and put in more and more energy in doing this practice. And then, you know, the practice takes on strength. And then we feel more energized and more inspired. And that's how it goes, you know. But if we don't attend to it, it's never going to take off, so to say. So therefore, you know, a day long like this or having, you know, regular contact with Sangha, regular contact with teachers, listening to talks, it all really helps, you know, to keep, to keep going. Knowing that you are breathing in when you are breathing in and knowing that you are breathing out when you are breathing out. So we're going to sit another 15 minutes or so. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.